You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. All right. Hello, everybody. We are back in the Firecracker studio. Got a special one today. I think I say that like every time that, you know, but they're all special. Yeah. George, you are special, though. You're special amongst the special people. So Thanks, man. We've got, uh, uh, I'm going to start with friend and colleague, coach, dad. I don't know what other things you do on the side, so we'll, we'll keep it there. Yeah, we'll keep but it. We've got George Araujo uh, with us today, and we go back. Gosh, when do we go back till? What, what was your? Well. Might be very forgettable first I experience. don't know. I know I started hearing about you back in the, oh, the old high school days when I think you were a quarterback at, uh, oh, dang. at Old Bellflower okay. High School. Let's fast forward because <laughs> some of those sports stories are good, and then some of them are, they might, we might scare some people. But uh, how about softball? How did we connect? So you went to Paramount High School. And I went to Bellflower High School, so a couple yeah. of smaller schools here in Southern California. And you're sporting the, the Paramount hat today. So yeah. shout out to all the boys. <laughs> That's right. All the Paramount guys. Kind of yeah. funny. Uh, we just had a reunion about a couple weeks ago, and I bought them all hats. The baseball team was there, so I bought them oh, all hats. I love and this it. is the reverse of the, uh, our, our actual senior year baseball hat, which was maroon and, and white. So it's kind of cool. They were happy about sure that. Sure, it's not Bellflower Cardinal. Or is no, that, I don't think no, so. It's, it's, I don't think I'll ever touch that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they, if I could tell the difference. So how many showed up? Lot, uh, lot. There was ten of us. There was ten. There was fourteen on the team, and and uh, ten of us were seniors, and they all showed up. And, wow. Uh, it was really cool. Really nice to see them. So I feel like at the age we're at right now, uh, this is an appropriate question. Kind of scary. Are they all still alive? They they are. They are. They're all doing well, and and uh, you know we've all had it's. 35 years since Man, since 84 really so approximately cool. so it's really cool that we get together and we still have a chat group and uh you know we we stay in touch and i think you know we deal with sports a lot and i think that's yeah. the important part of sports is the 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 bonds you build sure. with some of your teammates sure. well it's great to hear that you guys still keep it going and so the yeah. common denominator for us is johnny rod johnny rodriguez right? yeah johnny so rodriguez yeah <laughs> one of one of when I say favorite favorite guys to play with so as far as a favorite teammate just the way that he was and then, you know, hit or miss, right? So for every guy in the big leagues, there's, uh, what, 100 guys that could have, would have, yeah. should have? Man. Yeah, he, incredible. He was, he was like our uh, Greg Maddox, right? Yeah. Like just the way. So, so Absolutely. Uh, and he's the guy that kind of keeps – he's kind of the glue to the group. Um, I believe he does the same thing with your old college team. Right. He does Cerritos stuff with Cerritos too. Keeps, it, keeps yeah. everybody in touch. And just, That's pretty uh, awesome. Keeps everybody bonded. And, and he's, he's been like that since he was 10, 10 11 years old. So is so it your idea uh, alone to get the guys back together? Did you work with Johnny on it? What? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it was a reunion. And Johnny was obviously part of the the reunion uh, committee and reunion right. committee and stuff. Got right. everybody together and made sure we all showed up and uh, did all the legwork for everybody. And he's uh, he's just that kind of a guy. Right. You know, that uh, he was like that as a teammate. And he's like that now as a grown man. Yeah. P- pretty awesome stuff. So, and he's uh, still working in, what does Johnny do now? Johnny he is, was Parks and Rec for a long time. He was Parks and Rec for the city of Paramount for a long time. As a matter of fact, in, in our game, uh, I, I think Kelly anyway worked with him. And yeah. uh, city of Paramount had a lot of good athletes come out of there. But uh, there's a little history yeah. with him. And Johnny came out of Paramount and was a good pitcher. And unfortunately, he got hurt. And I think, you know, I always joke with him, but I think he could have been a Kershaw, Kershaw type oh, man. guy. He was just, yeah. he just made it look so easy. And he was just, and he, I, I remember first experiences playing against him in high school. It, he was just fun to compete against. Uh, kind of the wrong side of the playing attitude that I grew up with is always about being way too intense and I always want to fight yeah. and it's just stupid stuff like that. Johnny was a guy that even when you're in that mode, you can't dislike Johnny Rodriguez. I mean, he was just, you know, and you had to respect what he was doing. So, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Cool. And it's awesome when the, 
the best player on your team is 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 uh, also the nicest guy and and the leader and uh, incredible. What a message, right? Because yeah. that that's not always the case. A lot right. of times to have the edge, you're socially you're not the yeah. Not always the well, most you know, the guy was voted, I think, uh, Mr. Personality at, at Paramount back in those days. You know, so that's. That's uh, Johnny that's still a lot. got it too. You know, he still still has it. <laughs> yeah. so it's always going to be with him. Think about George the 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 connections and relationships that started with baseball in the area that we grew up and and so I know that there are pockets in the country that you know there's just things that happen that come out. So whether it's football, I don't say obviously like football Nebraska and stuff like that, but the the quality of players that weren't high profile you know, major college recruities, yeah. uh, you know, we only saw a few scouts for a couple players growing up, but look at how many people are still involved in the game, how many of those relationships, we kind of have pinch ourselves kind of moments with some situations we've been fortunate to be a part of. And who would have thought way back then, because, you know, it's not like you grew up in, um, I think that kind of the, gated community was like Downey in, in that area, <laughs> yeah. right? So in that, you know, but there was, there was different pockets of the neighborhoods and you had, your own share of things to deal with growing up, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Grew up around the boys. Absolutely, growing up around the boys and growing up in the neighborhood and and uh, trying to stay safe, you know. So how'd you stay out of trouble? Up. Because that that's good for for people to know. So why didn't you veer left and try everything and and end up on that wrong side? Well, you know, was it sports or kept that's, you? That's uh, interesting you ask that because I don't get asked that question. Uh, a lot of people don't know my my history and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in a I wouldn't say a super tough neighborhood and stuff, but it was it was you have to know how to survive definitely know how to survive in that environment and i learned how to survive there and i think uh, sports was a big part of it you know it, it the sports uh i don't want to describe it but it takes you out of the neighborhood a little bit you know you get on certain teams and then now you go play in different cities and different environments and different communities and you start seeing things a little bit different it's not just so much about your neighborhood you think and, there's an identity that 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 you establish and then people in the neighborhood you know, see you as that, as an athlete, as a... Yeah, I always say, you know, uh, sports are the, is, are, is the the greatest equalizer, right? You're equalized when you play sports. So now you can leave the neighborhood and you can leave the community and you treat it as an equal for pretty much all the time. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the kids in those neighborhoods, they don't get that opportunity. Uh, and all they know is that environment. They don't know that there's something better. There's no, they don't know that... Uh, there's great people everywhere, right? All they know is their neighborhood. And I think what sports does is it's, it allows you to, to get out a little bit and right. see things and get different perspectives on different people uh, and different communities and, uh, and get some different ideas. Sure. Yeah, but a little diversity in your life. So no, have you found it. that I, I can remember having the experiences when somebody talked to somebody from the neighborhood about the opportunities they could have for themselves through sports or this or that it didn't register as much because there wasn't a lot of self like i want to be this i want to be that yeah what i found especially like with softball recruiting is is you know do you have brothers and sisters are you going to have nieces and nephews that someday you'd like to provide for like to be able to help because there's still a, a strong family component so whether it's uh you know people you hang with on the streets or your family itself that doing things for others it's it's interesting how even in uh, you know a particular culture or two, where yeah, obviously grades should be enforced, but a lot of times it's family first, it's right. it's relationships, it's right. this, it's not always the business aspect of stuff. So it's interesting yeah. to motivate someone or try to inspire someone that has opportunities, but it's it's not an easy place to reach, right? right. Because it is what it is when you live in, in these areas. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know a lot of people don't realize it, but 
sport is probably some of the, it's probably the last thing that people are thinking about in yeah. those communities, you right. know, in that environment. That sports is not something that is a priority. You know, it can come if it's available and then you have the chance to do it. But it's uh, mom and dad aren't thinking about, hey, my kid needs to play sports. It's more my kid needs shoes and my kid needs, you know, they're sure. not worried about buying a new bag. Well, they're because not it goes about. into now, you know, leagues and, and, yeah. and providing. But really, I'd say the message for people is like, yeah. what if we would have never seen anyone just bounce the ball against the wall? Yeah, because that's what looked like fun was just the tennis ball and, and the handball court. You know, simple things. You know, we have we have pitchbacks and stuff out here yeah. to kind of take people back to the beginning of it of, of of why. You know, why were we the kid with the ball and the the glove and and chose to do what we did with the time? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain. Yesterday, I had a dad in here ask me, you know, how young do you take players or students? Yeah. Or, I said, you know, that's that's an age where it's kind of like a guitar or something or a piano or something. If your kid asked to do something and then they pick it up a lot on their own that's a good sign but yeah. if you've got to tell them to pick it up you got to tell them to go outside and practice and right now in the business age of softball that has become that we have players yeah. that have batting cages in their backyard that they don't want to go in that cage they'd rather work out here it's a little yeah. different environment yeah for sure could well, we have, even imagine having a batting cage in our backyard oh my goodness that is amazing you know i'm in the hall of fame right a, now George. absolutely well i had a i had a, uh, a brick wall at the apartment inside of that brick wall, and I had a golf ball and my glow, old raggedy uh, glove, and I'd play catch against that that wall forever. And the golf balls forever. are great because they picked up speed, Absolutely. so you had it. You were going to develop a yeah. little bit quicker. I don't think I realized that at the time, but um, one or two in your face. Yeah, and... you know what I mean. You get it, and you start playing with a golf ball, and I think that's you know why I was a decent infielder, I guess. But right. uh, but it helped me out a lot. Right, and that really comes from just developing hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Those skills of just kind of playing catch and stuff like that, loving to play catch, right? For sure. So let let's go. So today's a um, uh, an important day. Uh, a, a, a man that influenced both of us, and well, we are very close with and and love him a lot. But this is the four-year anniversary of Coach Normie's passing, and yeah. man, four years goes by fast. And uh, I can honestly say, George, that he still lives in me there's still so many things this point this him always pointing like this you know there yeah. it is it's that simple i mean that <laughs> i find myself doing that but uh that's another common denominator that we had and to go back on some of the infielding stuff because normally was a guy that grew up in the neighborhood and in asking him about what it was like and he would say he goes look you know the, the boys didn't bother me because they knew that yeah. i was the i was the ball player so actually they kind of lived through him a little bit and so whatever he was doing that made them proud and so it was kind of a hands-off situation for him um normie loved infielding and did a lot of that yeah. and it was good with with hitting as well too um when you got into softball was it with firecrackers that you met norm where, where did you i did it's actually an interesting story and i think this is probably one of the reasons why uh on in all honesty i fell in love with the man you know yeah. i fell in love with the man just the way he approached everything mm -hmm. and uh I was coaching a team, a travel ball team called the Lakewood Ladies at the time. Which mm -hmm. Later on, you went on and had mm -hmm. a few of those players. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were over at a local local park, and Normie uh, walks up, you know, and he's watching our games. And I had no idea who Norm was at the time. And uh, he's sitting there watching our ga games and just looking at our players. I'm who is this guy? And he showed up to two or three games. And um, after one of the games, after watching a few, he comes up to me and he says, uh, hey, George, I'm really interested in taking a couple of your players. And I said, excuse me? And he said, yeah, I like your players. I like your shortstop. And uh, who's Katie Medina, who yeah, played for you. And yeah. uh, he ended up winning two national championships at Florida right. and just an amazing player. And he came straight up to me and told me he was going to take a few of my players. I thought he was kidding. And I thought he was – and then after a while, I thought he was full of, you know what, and 
uh, sure enough, uh, he started coming around and I started liking his conversation and he'd bring me, uh, some pan dulce and some, some some coffee in the morning, and before you know, oh, I was he knew the ticket to your heart, the way to your heart, right <laughs> Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Before you know it, he was. Uh, I was giving him some of my players. So, so, he so was just... I'm wondering, in all honesty, how did he find you? This wasn't a because I don't work that way. So I'm yeah. wondering right now, yeah. how did he get there? Who told him about it? I don't recollect anything. Hey, I'm yeah. going to go watch his team, and then that was kind of the old methodology yeah. of like hey so here's very <laughs> yeah, transparent well, though well back then you know right? a lot it wasn't calling your players absolutely very transparent absolutely. i'm here to right and that's exactly why i think i really appreciated him you know and honestly and you know really uh really a great man a good model right for so coaches that's around 2000 i would say it was probably around 2006 maybe 2007 right around yeah. that time but uh you know we had some good so they were players puppies. and they were they were they were young players and and uh you know, I started doing my homework on Norm and, and Don Menard as well, right? I mean, yeah. those guys just knew every player that was out there in, in, in that era. So you so you started the ladies, uh, obviously, with – that was the first travel ball? Yeah. For Attica coming over? Yeah, and... yeah. So my younger daughter – or older daughter now. She's <laughs> she's a little older now. But uh, um, I didn't start the Lakewood ladies, but I was definitely a big part of it. There was a, a, a man by the name of Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman. Yeah, Mike Freeman. Sorry, Mike. I knew that. Yeah. And, he, and Mike was uh, the originator of the Lakewood ladies. Right. And – they were looking for uh, to start up a young team, and they came knocking. And uh, and you were coming out of rec uh, ball, out of the city at? of Downey Rec, okay. uh, coaching young kids, and, and I think it was eight and under, ten and under at that time. And uh, Lakewood ladies had just won national championship, a 10, 10 U national championship. Did you uh, coach in rec ball? I did. Enjoyed it. I did. I loved had it. Had you already been bitten by that I, bug? I loved then it. And... Yeah, yeah. I started really, really. Uh, you know, I just enjoyed being around the game. Baseball and softball was so closely connected to it, different, mm -hmm. but cl closely to it. Uh, I love the competition of it, even at that age, mm -hmm. uh, which some people thought was a little crazy. But, right. but well, it's uh, it was great. Absolutely. It was sure. great. I really love the, the uh, teaching aspect at that level. You so know? when I first met you, it was Bill West. Bill West was my assistant coach. So did yeah. he go back to rec one. ball as well? or He was actually a rec ball dad, and he was sitting there keeping score um, one game. And... Uh, just sitting there, and I asked him. I'd tell him I needed a little help, and he jumped on board, and he was awesome. That was a big part of your first a big first part, right there, right? You talk about another great man, right? Yeah. You talk about yeah, another absolutely. good good person on your team, and yeah. uh, did a lot of work. And that's one of the things <laughs> I want to say, man. These these coaches at the young at the roots level of softball. I mean, how vital are they? Right. Sometimes uh, at the higher levels, we forget about that. But these young these coaches at the ten U, eight U, even in the rec leagues, the sure. ones that are doing it the right way is just so vital. Um, they're, they're vital for, for the building blocks and the, the, the part of the platform for the player success. But the part of our story, you know, some of us are fortunate. Others are more fortunate than others. But yeah. I, I want them to understand that they're an important part of our story. They're still part of our story. And, and you know, even just mentions and in situations like this is important for them, people to realize that they're not forgotten. Right. You know, because uh, we're the more fortunate that we become, the really the more thankful that we. we Absolutely. The more you see the it, right? You, you, yeah. you see it. And uh, they're very important, very important to our So game. anyone else go back to the start of the operations with, with the ladies besides Bill when you started, when you came over, made the transition? To well, you know, the one that got me uh, introduced to me, Mike Freeman, was Susan Rodriguez, who is hey. uh, incredible. Her yeah. daughter played for me. And she was the younger one on that at Mike's. Uh, Tenant of her team, she was the young kid, so she had to stay back. Stacy, mm -hmm. yeah, played at University Went of New Mexico. Went on and was a hell of a hitter. A hell of a hitter, Mexico's yeah, a hell of a hitter. I mean, right. she was just an incredible ball player. Right. Uh, One of those players that here in Southern California doesn't develop the full identity. 
because we're saturated with a lot of talent, kid gets into college and just tears it up. They right. were both very, very talented. Yeah, and, younger yeah, sister yeah. too. Right. I, I want to say the younger sister played yeah. the organization. Talent, talented, soccer, uh, right? Just really, really good ball players. But Susan's the one that got me started. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't even really know about travel ball softball until she says, "Hey, come." You know, I coached uh, Rachel, who was the younger uh, Stacy's younger right. sister. Right. And I guess Susan saw me out there coaching, and she said, "Man, this guy." Might do a decent job with the trouble travel ball world. Kind of crazy. Yeah, good kind of crazy. So I went for it. I said, let's let's do it, and that's how I started my that travel ball awesome. career. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool story. So, but Susan was the uh, the 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 instigator of the travel ball. Always like don't you can't don't judge her by what you see here because she's always so calm and cool like yeah. right here. And if you don't know her, it's kind of a misery. Absolutely, but get to talk very, to her a little bit. Very sharp, intelligent, hardworking woman. Uh, uh, high-end math teacher for the city of Downey, and she's just an incredible, incredible manager. Yeah. You know, and as as coaches, Great we lady, know that we right. can't survive without our managers. Not enough coaches know right. that. So yeah. coaches, that you need to surround yourself. I mean, we're only as good as the people around us. So for no whatever strength it. we have, we have weaknesses, and that's especially in business softball today. We need to make sure that we're we're providing those other things yeah. are, uh, with uh, in our operations. Yeah, and then another point, you know, and and I know you know Coach John Scalinas, who I played for mm -hmm. at Cal Poly. You know, it's, and it's a cliche, but, uh, you know, surround yourself with good people, right? right? Always surround yourself with good people. And I've always tried to follow that model. Uh, you know, I just try and do that. And Susan, so don't lose track of the simple things. Don't lose track of them, man, because yeah. they're, they're, they're huge. When you're young, they tend to, a lot, a lot of times, in my experience, they go, they didn't go in one ear and out the other. They go in one ear, but they don't really <laughs> register. Yeah. And, and, but they sit there because some point yeah. later on down the road, you know, kind of it kind of kind of works. So the first group that you had with the ladies will always be a special group, a yeah. special team. Uh, it's not even a, a signature is one word, but sometimes like a group helps define like who we are or what we are. We've been doing this long enough. We've had a few different groups doing that. But man, George, I think of that team. And man, that yep. was that was special. So how did that group come together? Where the few of them playing uh, rec ball came over? Did you, how did you find the mix of the Tinas, the Corals, the Gordies, the yeah. Hades, the Yeah, it was. Uh, I, sometimes I say it was by luck, but I don't know. Um, how did know, that team form? How did they come know, together? Well, it started out of Downey Rec, Downey Rec ball, which was incredible. You know, which was awesome. And the Downey Rec ball. So there's was a Tina and program. Katie. Tina, Katie, um, Stacy. You know, you had that you had that group, and uh, you had uh, my daughter and and then Ortez, who now plays on the Mexican so national so team. So Tina uh, Yosefa goes on to her <laughs> senior year to lead the country in yeah. home runs and RBIs at, yeah. at University of Georgia. Katie goes on to win uh, two national couple national championships with yeah. University of Florida. Anisa like blooms and blossoms later, like at Utah, yeah. and right now is arguably playing the best softball she ever has because I mean, she, she's she to me now became the professional player professionalized her game wow yeah like yeah. really amazing yeah she just she just took off you know and she was always good you know i always tell a story very athletic always very, very athletic. athletic i mean i tell a story about her and 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 my daughter and uh I used to I used to give them some batting practice with beans. You know, I toss some beans. And I, I might have read that someplace, or you know, back in the old school. <laughs> but I give them batting practice with good old pinto beans and a broomstick, <laughs> and they must have been about five or six years old at that time. And I used to just do that, yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, I pitched to my daughter, and she would 
pitch would have to be perfect for her to hit it. With the knee side, pitch everywhere. I could throw it up overhead, and she'd hit it. She just had that good hand-eye coordination at a really young age. And when she just decided to take off uh, and, and take it a little bit more professional, a little more serious about yeah. what she was doing, and, and just took off. You know, had a great career at the University of Utah. Amazing And uh, played with the Comets this last year and played pro ball, and now and starting going, shortstop. And going... To the, Olympics. to the Olympics, yeah, she's going to be an Olympian, so I'm really proud of her and and uh, and what she's done, and uh, it's you know, and then a lot of those kids, right? That right. Lakewood Lady group. Yeah. I mean, uh, Missy is another one. Mickey, Missy Takiahu, just incredible, all American at at the institution where I coach. So yeah. I thought of Missy really this morning because she uh, she was one. Uh, she was there w at, at Norm's passing, so we got there uh, that last day. He was in the hospital, and so it. it you never know the timeline of it. So you, the the waiting room is really full. You know, then it moves on. It's getting later. But Missy was there to the end, man. She stayed there till the very end, and that's you know, again, that takes it uh, to another level as far as the relationship goes. But yeah. Missy uh, <laughs> definitely is on the list of the most feared hitters. Absolutely, you know, that incredible we've hitter. And I mean, she's just amazing. A, well, here's another one that was in that group, and that's uh, the one that kind of gets overlooked a little bit. But it's Gordy Bravo. Absolutely. I mean, you know, barely. Hard, five I'll foot say tall. right now, hardest working player we've ever had. Nobody's ever outworked Gordy, and I would say that the family she's grown up with, uh, grown up in, and the standards that they have. Uh, I'm going to say right now, George, they never missed. Michelle would bring her in to work out. They never missed yeah. a week. It yeah. was. It was incredible the work ethic, ethic from the Bravos. Still yeah. to this day, a standard to this that day. has been set. She's uh, I ran into her a couple or last week at recruiting, and she's you know coaching, coaching in college, college now. now. And, uh, an amazing. I told the story. I never forget her mom and, and her being there always an hour before I got there, and they were doing tea work. Yeah, you know at the old little school yeah. where yeah. I used to coach yeah. at. But Patterson, right? Patterson Elementary yeah. School. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, I was, was just amazing. thinking right now when you're talking about Anissa, and then and then really what's happening because there's still more players to talk about. And I've said this a few times to you, you know, who would have thought? You couldn't even have thought back then. You're just trying to get the field dragged with your yeah. chain link fence. Yeah. <laughs> My chain link Which yeah. works. Which worked. Smooth it out. Kept in humble, right? And yeah, it was good. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, uh, and Gordy had a great year, a uh, great career at BYU. Yeah, incredible. Tore it up. Uh, performed very, very well. They were, they were really, um, they were thicker skinned and they were tough. Definitely, yeah. You know? And so... That was that was something about that team. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, I think you know you might do the same thing. I think most college coaches do the same thing as well. Is you know when you're out there looking for players, right? You kind of bond with the kids that were kind of like you when 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 uh, when you were playing, right? And right. Your personality. You identify with it. You identify with it. The grittiness or whatever it might be. You know, with yeah. the, in that particular coach. They can get and grimy I, out there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I uh, definitely. Definitely appreciated that kind of. I think that, that whole kind of that, that so so Coral Costa uh, yeah. went on and and just yeah. tore it up. And, and again, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, deals dealt with life, deals with life, yeah. and then and then just tore it up at Oregon. I mean, like, I think of like the big moments that she had right in big games. Uh, but then, as we know, kind of like, and I'm sure we go back to like your reunion from Paramount High School. That when you think about the group, it's not always just about the performance. Formers, because everybody in the group is, is equally important. Some of them went on, some of them didn't. But you go back to the core group. I think of Kayla, your, your second baseman, yeah. right? And she yeah. was such an important part of that group, like growing up and yeah. their, and her family growing up. So, so again, I mean, if any of them, uh, uh, you know, happen to come across this, they just need to understand their place in history for what you've done, for what kind of what happened in our program. Um, 
proud of them, not just because of their accolades. The accolades are really cool to watch. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Proud of them I mean, because of where they come from. You still have, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I don't want to leave them out either, but because they were, I mean, you had the, uh, Lexi Robles, you know, incredible, Lexi, incredible Mariah, piece of like, glue, come on, and just, Mariah and go, Ramirez. Go through the whole roster. There was, there was who didn't? Yeah, Nancy Bowling, right? Played at U of A. Oh, right. and she was just incredible, right. incredible pitcher. Damn, George. Yeah, it's a good group, good group of players, and I know I'm leaving out a few like Sarah Smith and Katie Paulo who played locally. Here oh my God, Western. her home run yeah. at, at, against yeah. Florida—that was crazy, was that incredible. Yeah, knocked him. Yeah, so and there was something. Did you were you watching that when that happened? So so Kaylee comes up, they're down. It's like a backbreaker. Yes. Florida has to get one out, I think, one out. something like that. I think they were down to the last. They need one more strike, basically. Super regional? Uh, super regional. Go to the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Georgia versus Florida. And Kaylee Incredible. comes up and hits a two-run home run. A two-run home run to uh, to, to win it, knock Florida out. And, yeah, and Slay take, the dragon right there. <laughs> take Georgia to the, the World machine, Series. The machine, right. Incredible. Incredible moment. And uh, I shoot. I remember uh, Jerry Glasgow, who's at uh, Lafayette, and him recruiting her and and uh, sitting at, we're at Triple Crown in Colorado underneath that white tent back there, and he was doubting if she can get it done. You know, I said, Jerry, yeah. I'm telling you, she, this yeah. kid's going to play for you, and she delivered the goods when, when yeah, uh, it absolutely. needed to be done. Well, right? I'll tell you what, he came walking up. How this is relatable to any coaches that might be watching uh, is, I'll tie that in in a second, because you don't know what you're sitting on with your players. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, in the relationships that you build with college coaches, you know, build on value and fact and truth. Don't build on this traditional communication and, and behavior that ends up just being kind of shallow. So Jerry comes up to me in Colorado and you know, he's, he's looking for power. <laughs> so I said, I've, I've got one, but she's not ready yet. She's only a sophomore. Yeah. And so, and, and she's not even playing this game. And so it was Tina Yosefa. Yeah. And, uh, God, this is such a great story. So he's like, well, uh, I don't want to impersonate him, but he's like, okay. He goes, well, <laughs> what, what can you do? And I said, let me do a couple drills before the game. So, uh, I tell the team, I said, Hey, go, go, uh, play di little diamond catch. And then uh, flip Tina some front toss over here by third base, let her head out towards center field. We don't want to mess up the field for the next game. <laughs> so they start off. They're doing their diamond catch. So, all right, decent, decent hand-eye coordination. And uh, she starts hitting soft toss. I forget who was feeding her. And she hits about three line drives and two ground balls. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. Like, come on, man. Like, bring that ball yeah, up a little sure. bit. And so Jerry's kind of watching. And I'm waiting for that feeling of, like, come on, Tone. Like, really, don't waste my time here. She hits one. <laughs> And it was, I forget who was feeding, but she elevated the ball up about a belly button. She hits one, goes over the trees, right? Jerry gets his, his, his uh, <laughs> camera out and just starts shooting, shooting. Well, uh, and he looks at me right there. And, and this is, again, the kind of credibility you want to create as a coach. It also says something about Jerry Glasgow. Yeah. But he looks at me and goes, Tony, you tell me she'll be ready because I'll take her. And so we made the, the verbal agreement back then. This back was when then, you could yeah. do that. That was a long time ago. And, uh, and I say the rest was history it, because it comes from a point where when we're dealing with kids that have certain backgrounds, George, we don't know if they're going to be able to make it on their own sure. two months. You, you don't know. I mean, it's not automatic. It's not about just getting him to school. So with Tina's background and everything, taking care of older uh, relatives, different things like that, you didn't know. And so look at she rooted. She was there. Great story. Beautiful young woman. Like, I think I think she holds the RBI record, NCAA prob RBI record. I think probably. I have to check that it out. Was, but it it's was close. ridiculous. And yeah. it got to the point to where, uh, uh, I mean, you could almost feel it coming. You're watching the games on TV and – you know, you can almost feel it coming. So, so the value that you build in your players, you know, we talk about skill building and skill building, but wouldn't you say the common denominator with that original team with all these players that went on to do great things was Corazon? 
was heart. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Right? They, they all had big hearts. You know, and they all came from a different, uh, uh, I would say you're less entitled kind of right. environments, right? right. You right. know, they all were hardworking kids and hardworking parents. And, and even if they were provided uh, for, they, they, they do hard work. They, yeah. they, and they, they understood value. You know, they understood value. They knew that their parents were spending money on them to, to, to play travel ball and right. lessons or whatever they had to do at the time. But they understood, they had a sense of uh, a value, you right. know, and not that it was just given to them for free. And right. uh, I think uh, thanks to my coaching staff, I think, you know, we brought that along, yeah. uh, that everything that they got, they had to earn and it wasn't going to be given to them. And we made some tough choices along the way to prove, or not to prove, but to... Uh, to lay the groundwork down for, for what we wanted to do, right? right. what our philosophy was in the travel right. ball world. And you'd won a national championship with that team. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I, I think it's important for people that know you in the recruiting world to know that, look, you didn't enter the college game as just a, I want to do this and I hope I can. There's a body of work there so that when we talk about recruiting here in a couple of minutes, you know, again, I, I want people to understand where that perspective comes from because um, I think that when someone has a, a certain level of success doing something, it, it gives their word a different type of meaning everyone is entitled to and everyone has an opinion um but there's models of success and there's sure. there's a lot of people in our industry that are trying to be successful so i want them to understand that it's it's not just this narrative that we're we're covering here there's there's substance to this from where we come from everyone has different backgrounds sure no matter where you come from what you have there's a place to come through in the middle with softball that it's not it's not dependent on what your background is but it is interesting on how the backgrounds yeah. affect things and especially with this particular team so um, you know gave that a good amount of time to talk about because just sitting here the more I think about it it, it should that 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 team has a legacy yeah. and they have a place in softball history you know and now it's going on to some other cool things so yeah absolutely. um i want to move on to uh, uh your infielding classes so you know um i would call you an infield specialist you know a lot of people <laughs> think they can do this and, and do that but but infielding uh always been a, a love of my life and you and, and yeah. growing up and you know balls against the walls and different things like that but uh Tell me how that has kind of fit into your overall coaching. Because right now at Cal State Fullerton, you still run camps Defense. and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So what is it that you look to develop in players? Are there certain things in particular? Is it a footwork? Is it a rhythm? Is it stylistic? Um, you know, you're getting your hands on a lot of kids now. And so we always want to make the sport better. So how would you describe what it is that you're looking to do with your infield classes and when you get kids in your hands? Well, I think... Uh you know, that's, that's a really, the really good question. I get asked that a lot. Um, you know, and I remember coach Glenn is saying you have the ziggers and the zaggers, right. And you got your infielders that can feel that ball that's zigging, but who's that infielder that can feel the ball when it zags. Right. right? And that's what I look for. I look for those kids. Uh, I think you and I were out a couple of weeks ago and we saw a shortstop right. and uh ball took a bad hop on her. And all of a sudden, boom, she just able to move her hands to that ball. Right. right? That was just a natural, right. I don't know if she trains that or not, but at least she has the ability to do that at a fast moment. And uh, that shows good reflexes, right? Like in any good athlete. Sure. You so you like keeping your eye open for that kid that can, Absolutely, show you a little, right? absolutely. The the fielding development and defensive. Uh, uh, there's a lot of good infielders out there. You know, there's there's but what's going to separate them? And it's usually that natural instinct and the natural handwork and footwork that uh, that the good ones have. A lot yeah. of drills that you do that cover all positions in general type infielding skills, and then go to uh, position yeah, well, specific. You know, you know, yes, for sure. Uh, let me touch on the first one. Um, to cut it to keep it a little short, there's basically three kinds of infielders. Uh, 
your, you know, you have your, what people call your funnelers that you'll see them in, in major league baseball. They like to funnel the ball and they bring the ball in to their body, which is a good and effective way to, mm -hmm. to field. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem, you know, each, each skill or each style has, has its, its drawbacks right. and it's good. You know, the funneler tends to create long hops a lot, uh, allows for the ball to get a little long on them, which, you know, creates a few errors, uh -huh. but there's a lot of good fillers that do it and are effective with it. Right. So I don't try and it's take really that away. It's really how you apply it, right? Absolutely. Right. Are you getting outs? Are you making right. plays? And right. if that works for you and that's your style, right. uh, then go it's for it. It's something that we use a lot. And I think it's important to understand that with the funneling, what happens out here dictates what happens back here. Sure. So if it's not happening here, it's good. It happens back here and it's too, this is the worst position to be right. in, like getting handcuffed. So yeah. it's really how you apply each, you know, uh, absolutely. Right. And again, it comes down to, is the kid getting outs and sure. And making the play, make, making plays. And right. if that works. And I think that's another important, uh, element with infielding is that you find out what a kid can do, you know, what, what, what her style is a little bit, I guess, and let right. them be creative with it. Right. Uh, we try sometimes in our game to be a little too cookie cutter, you know, right. to use, can't think of another word to use, but a little too cookie cutter. So have you have found that it's time, there's times when it's here, there's times when it's there. It's a, it's, it's really, there's no doubt about a bit it. Everything, Can right? you read the hop, right? Can you read hops and know when to get your hands out, know when to bring your hands in and know when to bring them up. Uh, that all comes to play. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the development of the player at a young age. And that's why infielding, um, coaches and infield and, and travel ball coaches or rec ball coaches, they're critical that they're teaching the right mechanics. Uh, and if they have a hard time with it, maybe they were played a position that they didn't have, get with somebody who knows a little better in, in fielding because as they get older, that those habits, the bad habits are really hard. To, so, to so break. for example, uh, when working with young players, what advice would you give to player or coaches working with tens, 12 years old to concentrate on what types of things would you say? Yeah, I would say concentrate on, uh, on, on the glove work itself. Uh, go ahead and don't be afraid to use one hand. You know, our, our, our softball players come in, the ones that I get, very mechanical and always wanted to use two hands because we preach, use two hands, use two hands. It's not necessarily th true at the older at the older ages. Once the ball's you know? on the side of your body, you gotta you gotta, you gotta use it. You gotta, it. You gotta it. be able to grab uh, it, right? Uh, throw a bouncer from the outfield. You gotta you gotta grab it and you gotta turn it over and, and yeah. get that quick tag down. Yeah, right? absolutely. So don't be afraid. And I think probably the most important is get some good instructors with you. You know, get some guys that are, or, or young women. There's a lot of young women out there that are fantastic infield coaches, you know? Let, I mean, let, but let's go back to, like, how, how we grew up. We didn't have any infield coaches. Yeah. So go back to, uh, uh, you know, Ozzie Smith putting the paper bag and the rubber band around. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there are times when I'll just bounce a tennis ball. Just grab it with your hand. You know, we, put this, we put this glove on him, and now everything's like a, you yeah. know, how, how are you using your fingers? So it's just, we'll have our catchers here. Uh, one of our catchers has a knee injury. And it's interesting how you make stuff up. So in this warehouse back here, we have limited space. So we have some woods, <laughs> some flooring over here. I'll sit them down and they'll sit close and we'll do a bounce and just catching the tennis ball. Norm was great with those tennis balls. Oh, so Norm awesome. would work those tennis ball drills yeah. for any players that, that knew about that. He was just great. So we have still his bucket of tennis balls back there. Um, just different, different things, yeah. dexterity with the hand yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, small gloves, simple drills, yeah. everything doesn't have simple to be. Drills. A, a full fungo hit, uh, right? Absolutely. Full speed, absolutely. Rolling, rolling the ball. Uh, we do tons of rolling at, at uh, with the Mexican national team and with and at Cal State Fullerton. We just do. I still do a lot day. of it. I mean, that's where they develop that good muscle memory, right? I feel uh, like that's where uh, um, the I don't want to say purify, but that's that's where the shaping really takes place. Is sure. where the really slow, and then just repeating it over and over. And over. And over. I always get this watching a, a basketball player just. Well, 
almost like the, the three-point uh, contest. It's just the same thing, develop yeah. certain skills, and then and then as the ball does different things, you Absolutely. react to it, right? Get out and watch good softball players. Get out and watch uh, you know, your collegiate-level kids or your high-end infielders, right? Whether it's – I mean, it, I shouldn't just say softball. Watch some of the baseball players that are out there, right? Yeah. I mean, they just watch them and start con- – this is more for the younger – this is advice for the kids. Yeah. Get out there and watch them and see what they do. And I know you hear it all the time, but really the good ones – actually do it they go so they so watch. when you again to share with people what is the difference between a, a, a top division one power five conference type infielder that you can spot right away is it size speed athleticism all those things is it you know because there's so many different yeah. versions because what happens in our sport is when you're not that and you're not in the top yeah. seven thousand player list or whatever that's coming out you, you again you don't have your identity like some of the great players we talked about on your um, your original team didn't have that identity right. growing up, but uh, so what would you say separates kind of those top elite? Well, you know, I know that uh, um, I'm trying to be careful what I talk about here, right. but I think uh, you know numbers are becoming a big part of our game. Uh, uh, um, so in other words, I want to now what I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more is on measuring. So in other words, I want to see what an arm strength. Uh, our best out uh, our best uh, arm at our school. It's probably about a 70, 71 mile an hour overhand throw, uh, which is which is pretty darn right. good. Uh, uh, your upper kids are about sixty five miles per hour. So if these, I don't know if these numbers are going to make. Hopefully, they make a little right. sense to the right. viewers. I'm right. sure they will. But use them as just even starting yeah. numbers for older yeah. players, not your twelve and under. Kids. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So there's a time for everything, and right. you, I mean, talking about your your older right. players start. You say start high school age, things. mostly matured. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Uh, same thing with slapping, right? And all these measurables that you can measure. Uh, I'm starting to do a lot of that now. I think our game is getting evolving into that a little bit. Now, here's the the tricky part is getting all the other nuances, right? right. I mean, we could measure the arm strength. We could measure uh, quickness. We could measure speed, size, uh, all of those things that can be really easily But now seen. getting a jump on a ball. Yes. Uh, communication, quickness, calling for a ball in the air. Yeah, uh, calling for that. Right. Now, if you're going to be a top-level shortstop, you know what uh, Katie Medina comes in mind, right? What's what's your heart like what's your greediness like what are you going to bring to the to the game so behavior is a factor oh there's no doubt about it and we really tend to look at that at where, where i'm at we look at that uh that characteristic is the behavior right what kind of player is she going to be she's going to be tough do you greedy. think enough uh parents and coaches and i say parents first because everything starts at home are is there enough education for them to understand the importance of behavior? Is it really talked about enough? I mean, that's important to you, that what you're looking for, right? For sure. You know, it, I don't think it is. I really don't. I don't think that's – and that's something that's that's hard to – that's something that's hard to evaluate, it's not, right? It's not glamorous. It's not, <clears throat> it's not something glamorous. that people want to say, hey, let's talk about yeah. how you're going to walk on the field. Yeah. You know, they don't talk about the, the posture, right, right. Or, or how their presence. And, and in a certain mindset that I had at one point, I was I could give a crap about it. Like, yeah. well, why do I want to care about that? But then that was the time that I needed it the most because yeah. I, did, I, did, I didn't <laughs> get it. But I understand the mindset when I want to go work on something physical, something. When I say glamorous, it, it doesn't mean that, oh, I want to work on something glamorous. This is just, it's like the fastball on the home run, man. It's, it's the glamorous part of the game. So right. let's hit it as far as we can. Uh, let's throw it as hard as we can. But then there's the functionality of this game, right? So um, so behavior is a big part of it. It is a big part. It is, especially for us, you know, uh, at our school. I mean, we really take a good look at that. You know, who's going to impact our 
our, our, our players in that avenue, right? Like who's going to be, be that, uh, that kid. So do we start off with just ball. eliminating bo- uh, bad body language and working up to someone that has good energy and seems like, you know, they're I, really good. I, for I don't, the team I don't say what? you eliminate a player. That's, that's like that. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, they could have other attributes that can compensate maybe for that. And maybe it's unmanaged. So they just have <sighs> yeah. never been, you yeah. know, you know, and yeah, you may, you got to know how to manage it, but we definitely lean, lean towards that. But man, in, in the reality of, of our world, right? I mean, if a kick is good and can get a lot of stuff done from the physical side, uh, you're definitely not gonna, you know, you know, disregard a kid just sure. because her posture and all that stuff's not not where it needs to be because sure. she's still delivering. She's still gonna has the potential to deliver the 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 performance right sure. when the performance is needed. And you're following the story after that bat. You're watching the kids in the dugout. You're watching. You know. You're looking in the stands. You're. There's no doubt about all, it. Okay. I mean. Uh, you know, and we talk about this a lot, but uh, the first thing we want to look at is can a kid play, right? right? Is a kid going to be able to play at our level? You know, can she going to be able to do the things? Is she going to be prepared um, along with the academic side of it, of course? And then you start looking at all the other areas. Right now you start doing your homework, you know, getting into the conversation piece of it when, when time allows, when right. it's it's uh, legal, it's gone according right. to NCAA right. rules. Right. We, wherever they might be for whatever year we're, yeah, we're whatever, in. Yeah, for right. whatever year they might right. be in. When we start talking about the other stuff, right, we start talking about them and, and what their personalities like and their characters like and uh, their upbringing and sure. uh, family makeup. That's, sure. all, that's all critical. Right. That's, all, that's all critical to Well, it's important, for, it's important for people to know because, again, I think unguided, there's a natural direction to go in softball, and I, I just always uh, warn people uh, you know, keeping up with the softball Joneses and who are you getting your advice from? Because if you, it, just about everyone has some type of professional comparison, a professional job, an environment, something. It's it's just how you act, just how you conduct yeah. yourself. The natural approach is rarely the most productive one. So take whatever you think and what how you're gonna react naturally and then compare it to something. There's examples in professional sports. Yep. There's examples in other professions. Well, I think you, you kind of touched on it, on it a little while ago. Uh, we don't know where the kids are going to be, right, when they're being recruited or uh, you, from your side or our side. You know, we try and do our homework the best that we can. One thing I do know that most, I shouldn't say most, all collegiate programs, it's hard to take a risk on a kid that the character is off yeah. or a family that the character is off. Because the predictability of... Yeah. That's where it's hard. You don't want, you can err on a player maybe not being an All American like you thought she was going to be right. when she was 17. Or, you know, you can err on that because we all do. You know, we just take calculated risks the best that we can. What we don't want to err on and what we can't afford to err on is when you're dealing with character issues, right. uh, family issues, uh, you know, family. How are, you know, when, and I know you preach about this a lot, but about the family makeup on the field, right? And how uh, there's a there's got to be a balance to that, and Definitely. it has to be maintained. And we can deal with problems, we can deal with things, but you have to recognize when something's imbalanced to a point to where it's affecting yes uh, the whole group. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be surprised. Um, well, I don't think you'd be surprised. You've been doing this a long time, but when we sit there and we watch, and uh, you know some of the things that come out of certain mouths and stuff, it's it's it is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, shocking almost sometimes. Some of the things I think it said. goes back to you. You just mentioned this a couple of minutes ago. Uh, it's not that right away you say uh, no, but you look at it. Okay, no. Yeah. You know, but you look at it because that passion 
again, might just be unmanaged, uneducated. So it's like, look, this is what that, that fire of why you just acted that way is exactly what we need to win a championship. You just don't know how to handle yeah. the fire. You're burning yourself up. You're burning your teammate. Again, I, I, I was that growing up. Sure. And so, uh, it, but it's important. I, and I think the, the point I want to make and the information I want people to get is, is just to realize, you know, you're, you're, you're watching your kids play. Don't participate with them. Don't live through them. It's interesting how uh, I just got back on the field for the first time in a few years, and it's interesting I hadn't had the perspective from being on the dirt, right? And one of the first things I noticed a couple of weeks ago was when kids go up, that the the, the, the parents have the, the phone yeah. out, right? But it's it's not like, you know, subtle. It's like... <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you're the kid. And, and so maybe kids now, they're fine. That's just my mom, yeah. my dad, what they do. But like... Like, like, feel like you're being watched. Like, yeah. the, the, we're really total acceptance, acceptance of the at bat, acceptance. What? And I know we're trying yeah. to capture something. I know we're trying to capture something. But this, we're, we're, we have to manage our stress. So I think that's that's an important part of it. But uh, some good, some good recruiting, just uh, tips and, and information for people to think about. And then, you know, going back to the fundies, keep it, keep things simple. You know, keep things simple with the younger kids. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. You know, you're at an extremely high level of uh, competition right now, and you're running camps for all kinds of players, including high-level players. But I think what I'd want people to understand is that you're not reinventing the wheel. It's really, it's really a lot of things that have kept this game going for so many years. So yeah. now you, you incorporate the data and the tradition. Wouldn't that be the ultimate? Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's what we're that's trying really to get at, right? Trying to, yeah, trying to absolutely. Mix it in, right? So. Um, I've always considered the the field at Fullerton, uh, Cal State Fullerton, one of one of the best around. Like you know how I feel about that. In fact, I, I should have touched on this earlier, but that ceremony that uh, you helped us with, uh, uh, having Norm throw out the first pitch, and then he passed uh, passed like three weeks later. Um, that crowd that night, amazing. That energy, the UAAA pride were, were there, uh, playing playing you guys, and that 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 venue is, I don't know, why I want to say it's special. It always has, and maybe because it's a Fullerton baseball. And going back to to uh, the players back in the '80s, and just kind of what took place there, and, yeah. and the tradition of the game with yeah. the baseball program. Yeah. Um, and George, you and Kelly have been there how long now? Eight years now. It's been eight seasons together. Yeah. And you know, I I I, I didn't know uh, Judy very well. Judy Garman. I got to know Michelle Gromacki really well. I'm really a, a good friend. I consider her and really really great lady. Um, and I would hope that they're happy with what they've seen, just with the investment in the program. The investment that you and Kelly have made into this program is what has been uh, really good to see on our end of it. That you're working it, man. You're on that. Thank you're you. on the recruiting, you know, end, and you have. It's it's like a coach that, you know, uh, wants to complain that they got shafted on bad fields or something like that. And I'm like, how many coaches did you call last week? <laughs> and they look at you, and you're like, bro, you don't you don't get both places. Number one, your team's coming up. They're not the team that everyone wants to see yet, and you're angry, but you're not picking up the phone. You have to get out on the trail. And so since you've been part of this program, I've really been proud of you and, and seeing what's happened with it um, as far as, like, it's, it's, it's a valid program. It's legit, and you guys have done really, really well, and it's, you know, now we're, we're following. It's always been a program we followed, but now it's through the postseason and everything else. And so happy yeah. with with how it's developed and yeah yeah very happy well you know i'm you talk about surrounding yourself years, with good people man. right you talk about surrounding yourself with good people i mean you talk about judy garman who won the right. the world series in 86 right. and and then michelle came in and, and held it together and, and that video just circulated Warren. uh last week or two with connie clark 
pitching. I did that see that. And everything yeah. else. That was incredible, pretty crazy. Incredible, right? incredible. And right. I think that's a... And Michelle was catching uh, yeah. a Grimacki. Yeah, right? she was. I mean, that's incredible. And right. I definitely feel there's, there's tons of history there. And I think that's... I think that's what uh, uh, that's what's important, right? You know, you have UCLA down the road, and they're always tough. And man, but the history there also, right? Of national championships and the players that have played at UCLA, it's incredible. And at Fullerton, I mean, it's just I mean, you just mentioned Connie Clark and some of those players, right? Michelle Grimaldi. Fullerton, was I have a great to pat, you know the, the entire UCLA program and the entire school. That is what it is, right? But Fullerton baseball, Fullerton softball being right there back backed back. up to each yeah. other. And just, That's you know, special. again, in the story, yeah. And, yeah. and they go back to, you know, whether yeah. it's Ashley Van Boxmere. We've had players in and out, uh, you know, for a, a lot of years. But just seeing the program be strong right now and, and that you're you got to be happy with the talent you're getting in. Yeah, I am. I, right. I, I really am. I think we got some good kids coming in. and um, But, uh, you know, it, it's hard work. You know, yeah. it's... Uh, it's no different in travel ball, you know. I right. mean, there's a little differences here and right. there, but you're still trying the to do the best for your team. But, right, the, the level's different, the but the game's still building the game. chemistry, right? Yeah. All the you're little still, things. What are you working trying on this to, week? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Trying to develop, uh, trying to develop players. There's a lot more development, obviously, in the younger ages and and as you go through travel ball. And sometimes I think us in the collegiate game we forget about that. And right. I'm familiar with the travel ball, so I always tip my hat to the travel ball coaches because that's where it's at. You know, when <laughs> we get them there. Uh, you know, we tweak them, fix them, and sure. if we have to do a lot of tweaking and stuff, then uh, from the recruiting side, we're probably not doing our job, right? We're probably not going after the right kids. So yeah. uh, we try and be, you know, I always tip my hat to travel walk coaches because that's where that's where it happens. Well, we house we house them, so they have they have to be housed somewhere, and I and I use that as just a very basic term because there's all different strengths just to keep a team together in yeah. today's business software world is not easy so it might not be the you know the greatest fundamental coach or yeah. a championship coach but just keeping a team keeping an organization above water in today's very you know are you in the right place you yeah. know there's there's a lot of that so i think that that's important yeah. but but you've worn both hats and so uh you know sometimes i think uh you know it's easy for a travel coach to not understand the perspective of a college coach because they haven't been there and vice versa that happened just part of our business but when you can understand both because we're all working together to develop yeah. the game it's like us and umpires we're all working together to establish a flow to a particular game to grow our sport to present our sport we all kind of understand that we can hey sometimes you got to be out there yeah. a little more sometimes you got to pull back a little bit but i think that that's an important part of it so um team looking good so far this year just got started yeah, right. we got a good fall. You know, right. we got a good fall. Got some uh, some good freshmen in, and we're excited about them. And um, you know, it's always fun to get the. That's for me. That's probably I wouldn't say the funnest part of the year, but right. one of the funnest uh, right. is uh, seeing your freshmen come in and see what they can do, and, sure. and see if you were right sure. on them, and, and sure. if your your evaluation was on point. And see or how they adapt their their whole yeah. fall. Yeah, and see if uh, it's panning out like you thought it would pan out with right. them. And so far, knock on wood, but so far so good with our with our or with our freshmen and you know we were a young team last year and we have you know our whole infield and outfield coming back we lost one senior so we're excited and we have uh the freshman pitcher of uh of the year who i was yeah. a firecracker actually yeah. played for you right. um you know and we're excited about her as a sophomore and yeah. we think she's gonna do some great things this year so awesome fired up about it yeah good let's kick it over to that shirt you're wearing Oh, nice. Yeah, you got to look at it. Which one am I Which one am I advertising today? Look at you, George. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, so Team Mexico, been involved with the program a few years. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Exciting from, from a startup, from, you know, yeah. a concept. And then, uh, and right now you're running the junior team. The junior national team. Correct? Right? Yeah. So was that something they talked to you into? Was that, because well, uh, it's more, you know. it's you know, interesting. That's, that's. You a, got a lot of things you're balancing. That's a good question. Yeah. 
So I coached with the women's team for about six years, I think five or six years, mm -hmm. yeah, when uh, when uh, a lot of the players started getting together. And we brought a lot of the kids in that we mm -hmm. just mentioned, mm -hmm. right? We brought mm -hmm. on uh, Missy Takiaho and, mm -hmm. and uh, Katie Medina mm -hmm. and Gordy Bravo mm -hmm. to play on that, be part of that. So we started getting the talent pool a little stronger with the team. Uh, there was a little bit more funding, so we were able to do that. Um, and it, since then, the team's taken off. Obviously, they're going to be in the Olympics in 2020, and I'm super fired up about it. Um, you did know, you were really you able exciting. to see the game streaming from Canada at that point? I did because I, I, I sent did. you a note at that thing because I did. Uh, you know, it yeah. wasn't this big media thing. You had to kind of know it was yeah. there. And I watched, I think, about three or four games. Holy smokes! Yeah, no, incredible. I mean, Dallas Those Escobedo were great just games, man. Yeah, awesome, awesome softball, right? And again, I tell people this, and they probably don't believe me too much until they watch. You know, international softball is just amazing for many many reasons i mean right. just the style of play within each country right. uh you know usa mexico and you just cuba and all the team Can the canadians right the style of play what each that, that, that each diversity right. oh it's incredible i mean it's just you're talking about flavor from each country right did and we ever take you up to canada stadium. with us no, no, but I've been there a couple times. Because, because there were there were a few yeah. uh, years. There was, there was a space in there where we just couldn't get there in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Um, um, so back before when you were coaching in college, uh, but that was always the most enjoyable part of it. Is like you got to go listen <clears throat> to the Italians, and yeah. you got to go listen to the, the Japanese team, and then you go listen to that team, and you go listen to, it, and it's just that you, you mentioned flavors. It's just really really interesting. The other thing is there's, um, I think when you can appreciate uh, you you when you watch women's open level. And just just older players, they 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 play with an ease. They play. They're yeah. strong. Yeah. They're professional, but they're not they're not working against themselves. So right. pitchers can they just throw with an easiness. It's just different. It's different to the eye. Um, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And there's not a lot of levels of what we would call pro minded softball. But that's definitely it's it. incredible. I yeah. mean, there is the yeah the talent is just amazing. The speed of the game. The execution of the game right but execution yeah. of pitches it's just a beautiful thing a beautiful thing to watch and then and then you factor in isf bats so yeah. now, now you factor in you make a mistake man that ball yeah, freaking gone. flies yeah and i tell you those games with canada puerto rico and mexico there at the end uh venezuela uh making a little noise it was just it was just awesome so the program's got to be excited very excited i mean uh it's never happened you know, it's right. never happened. U.S. Uh, first time in the team, Olympics. First time in the Olympics. For, for you know, in Mexico, yeah. looking back eight years ago, nine years ago, I mean, had no business on a field sometimes. You know, it was it was kind of scary. I mean, the, the scores were just so lopsided when we played uh, some of the countries. And uh, it's, just, it's just nice to watch that we're competing. You know, the junior team just came back from uh, Colombia uh, right. last couple of weeks ago and qualified for Worlds this summer. Right. So we'll be playing in uh, Lima, Peru, in Worlds. That's where they're going to be held this summer with the with the eighteen and under team. So so yeah, now I I coach. I'm the head coach of the junior team. But yeah. it was funny. I actually, um, you know, I'm a teacher by nature. Mm -hmm. I just love to teach, and mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be uh, part of the coaching staff with the junior team. Mm -hmm. And I would ask the president of the Mexican Federation. I mean, I asked him, I think, for three years, I want to coach the junior right. team. And I just kept bugging him about it, bugging him about right, it. Right. He was always George, shocked. at the table, sorry. Oh, sorry. Luke, Lucas is going to get mad at us. <laughs> I get but, fired up yeah. sometimes. I, but I like it, though. I like it. So you asked him to work with the junior team. Yeah. And yeah, and then finally, uh, I don't know where they, he gave me a call and asked me if I was interested in coaching the junior team. And I said, 
Heck yeah, man. I've been asking you that for yeah. for quite a Good. while. So that's We had to test cool. you for six years. Yeah, yeah, so. with the women's <laughs> team, the, you know. Are we doing, we're doing okay now? I know a couple of these kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what, what I got to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's fun, you know, because I, again, I like the teaching side of it. And uh, yeah. that gives me a good feel for the younger kids and, and the development of that. And that's exciting. That's one thing that sometimes we don't get at the collegiate level. Yeah. Is that, and you said you're going to Peru with this? Yeah, Lima, team? Peru. Lima, Peru awesome. in, in, in August. Uh, and is so that a worldly that. international type thing or is that South American? Is that, what is that? No, that's that, uh, that's world. world championships. Yeah, that's okay. World championships. Yeah. yeah. So you'll have so Canada, Japan will be there, Canada, right. uh, you know, Africa, Australia, everybody uh, that qualified will. will I think be what's interesting, it was fun in the experience I had was the, uh, the hotel. So when all the teams are at the same hotel and watch how they eat, yeah. uh, watch, are they social with other teams? Um, the other coaches, uh, somehow some kind of tie-ins, some guy coaching college or something like that. But then yeah, all no, of a sudden it just, you know, it's pretty interesting. And then, uh, well, you talk about the Japanese, Tony. I mean, I was fortunate enough last summer. I was in, uh, in Tokyo in Japan. I was there for three weeks and, uh, sometimes you have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I got the opportunity to go watch three. I think I watched three colleges practice, do their, their, their collegiate practice, not the national right. team, but the amazing, practices that they have and the, the repetition of the of the ground ball of right. the relay right of uh, all of the their own nuances, flavor their right. own flavor to the way it, right? their gloves open every yeah. little right yeah. it's it's a, it's amazing i mean i sat there and watched the national team practice uh they're working cuts and relays in 45 minutes just on the outfielders hitting the, the cut right right you know hitting the glove and if they don't hit the glove they have to do it over again right. just over the repetition uh that they put in the time they put into being perfect uh you know, or at least working towards perfection. Sure. It's pretty impressive. Sure. sure. It's uh, now combine that with the respect that they have, the humility that they have, and that their idea of being able to thank you is to clean the park absolutely. that they played in. Right. And that's, absolutely. You know, again, and we uh, there was, earlier we mentioned an example of just someone being humble and being yeah. successful, and especially with renowned programs and and uh, kind of standard setting programs that yeah. always stands out to me. With well, the, you know, with we Japanese. talked a little earlier about the. The community, right, and how sport allows you to get out of the, your city right. or your neighborhood. Yeah. Well, softball, you know, it uh, sometimes you can get out of your country. Well, you just said you're in Tokyo that. for three weeks. Right. It's three weeks in Tokyo, and you Incredible. have to sit around. As again, those that are fortunate to do it, just sit there and go. Am I here in Tokyo <laughs> with Team Mexico softball? Like, I mean, just it's just crazy. There's yeah. there's 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 pinch me moments all over the place. Absolutely, but those pinch me moments can also be this weekend. Uh, you know, I'll say it's going to sound a little cheesy. Is that my daughter out there healthy? You know, yeah. she's got two arms, two legs. She's, you know, there's nothing pending of, of this uh, huge disaster. And today's uh, early signing day. So for a lot of the untrained, this is a horrible day when they're not signed yet. And isn't the good news, because none of this, I'm just going to say this disclaimer and we go PG-13. None of this is bullshit. <laughs> this is all truth, people. Yeah. So if you, you smell bullshit on this... Uh, you know, we need to connect or something because this is truth. Right. The the truth of of today's business softball world is that there's more opportunities. So whether it's from the portal or whatever, there's there's more opportunities around the clock. Even in with the days of early verbals, if you were an unsigned senior, you were still going. It just was a hell of a road, really rough. But 98, 99% of everyone goes. The point I want to make today is that your perspective empowers you or your perspective can just deflate you. Get excited about the fact that there's opportunities and if you're creating value, if you're following typical softball people, 
you're thinking about what you need and what you want to get, but you're not thinking about what makes you valuable. So we talked about behavior. We talk about your ability to make decisions on the field. Uh, you're going to recognize a pitcher that can make adjustments versus pitchers that don't and just know what they're doing. Right? Same with hitters. Uh, what's happening pitch to pitch? Gosh, you know, um, swing early, swing late. Uh, make a throwing error and don't shake your arm afterwards. Don't say my bad. Yep. I mean, there's so many different things that, that, that create value because value is not only from your top three to five players. Value is in the role players, like create value. The best part Absolutely. about today's softball world is that if you work on your value, the value of your team, the value of you as a player, you're going to see yeah. it because if we just eliminate all of those that are result oriented and beat themselves up after, you know, I, I pitched bad today because I gave it three home runs. Well, you know, again, this was learned. Well, what I learned later was when you make a mistake over the white and they hit it out, that's what happens. So you yep. made a mistake, but you're not a bad pitcher. And she hit the mistake. How about the mistake she made today that she hit, they hit in outs? That was over the white. It was a ground ball to short. Look at that mistake as well because that was a pitch that wasn't right. located, you know. Um, everything's just a story. But that value, don't you agree, is, can be there for every player, right? Absolutely. And people, everybody brings different value. You know, it's uh, like compared to a coaching staff. I mean, you got to bring value. You got to bring value. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I say this a lot with the Mexican team, but there's no there's no real free ride. You know, there's no uh, uh, we call it limosna. I can't remember how to say it in in, in English, but right. uh, but there's just no free but there's just, no free just handouts. Be there. Right. Right. Yeah, be there and bring some kind of value yeah. to your team. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a coaching staff with the Mexican team, and every single one, I I want to make sure that they bring some kind of value. If you bring no value, it doesn't matter how much I like you or whatever. We can't, uh, I can't afford that. And I said, I'm going to charge you $3 to watch this game because you're just watching. You're just watching, man. You're just a spectator. Let's let's help these uh, players out and make them better and and make us coaches better as well, right? So Uh, is that that a message that you would want to get out to those kids that are still, to the uncommitted senior today in 2019, 220 graduate, what's your, what's your advice to her? My advice, keep going. You know, if, if you'd like to play this game and you like it, Hey, there's going to be a school for you. Just got to continue to it's find not the it end of the world. It's not the end of the world for sure. But they're what uh, they're, they're, they're seeing all their teammates tonight sign. Yeah. It's I would, hard. I would try not. It is hard. And you know, I have daughters myself and, and I've had a daughter. You, that's you've been, been through there. this. I've Absolutely. Been you've been it. there, you know, but you got to keep your chin up and you got to keep going. And, and if you can't keep your chin up and keep going, maybe that's why you are still, uncommitted and that was seen at one place or another so you got to keep 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 uh, grinding after it and get after it there'll be a place for you there there's over 300 division one schools you know and then you got division twos and naias and there's all going there's there's not this surplus of 1200 players a year that go oh you guys all missed the boat they all left and now you're left on the dock and you got nothing that's not part of the story um one of the biggest events in colorado is the the, unsigned? Senior, the, the, the unsigned, unsigned game, senior, right? right? The unsigned. I mean, you go to one of those, and you, the college coaches that are there, it is amazing. Yeah. So be prepared for that moment, too, because if you're not signed now, be prepared for that, that week or that weekend or that day because there will be tons of college Isn't that important because after the college, you don't know who's going to blow out a knee in your season right now. You don't know. Uh, okay, you got a, an early indicator on some of your freshmen, but someone might come in Absolutely. in just a moment. So here we get the conversations early summer of like, I need something now. Of course I didn't know that in December. Right now in November and December, you know, colleges are preparing for their year, but they're not saying, oh, this isn't going to work. We need something next year unless yeah. it's an injury, right? So that cycle... You know, it never stops. It, it just continues to work. So, and it would be a shame. Like, it's understandable if you don't have any education of, of how to um, really survive and even thrive in this industry. Because then it's kind of obvious where you're at. 
the, again, this is the truth. The great news is that let's say you haven't had value because of no mental game, no, no really your, your approach towards things. Well, the greatest part about that is you can change that in two weeks. Yeah. It's not like you have to go learn a different arm slot or you have to go hit left-handed now. That's just a perspective. So how you talk about a game. When somebody asks you, how did it go? Don't always start with the results of the game. I felt good. I felt calm. Saw some good pitches. Nothing to show for it today, but I know I was playing the game right yeah. because that, that approach is what's going to lead to, oh, yeah, and I scored up on a couple. Yeah, and I had a double on a home run. But it always goes back to how'd you feel? What did you see? What were your decisions? And again, that's that's the that's the learned part of the game. So. Absolutely. And you you touch on a lot. And I still remember when uh, Tina Ilsefa was interviewed after a big game at Georgia. I don't remember if it was that last game or, but uh, I know you talk about a lot the process, right, of certain things. And hey, was your process good today? Right. You know, was your process good? And no, 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 that story. Yeah. Right. Because don't we hear that after at the end of uh, every, you know, well, most big league games now is, uh, you know, that big moment, that big home run. I was just looking for a good pitch. I yeah. happened to get it. And they happen to put the good part of the bat on it. You, you don't hear all this expertise from, you know, the major league. Yeah. like, man, I was I felt that was a 27 launch angle. <laughs> like, a, you know, it, it, that, that's all that's yeah. all part of it. You know, I felt good. My rhythm was good. I was seeing the ball well. Um, you know, it's always stuff like that. And, and, and then what happens is. You control that game to game. You don't have to worry about those results. Right. And the results actually fall in the pocket. And then when you're not getting results, how about this one? When you're one for 11 and you've got the right mindset, the hits are around the corner, man. That's a learn, yeah. that's a learn thing because unlearned, you want to you wanna break everything. You want right. to kill everything. But the learned one is like, defensively, I, I don't want to face the kid that's one for 11. She's two for, two yeah. for 12, even though it's <laughs> still not a great average. Law of averages, or she's going to get a dinker, a bleeder, a tweener, a Texas leaguer, something's going to happen. And we got two outs with a runner on third, up by one. So this game is like, you know, you think you got it figured out. That's what you, <laughs> you don't know. The game's always going to keep us honest. That's so. what makes it fun. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks. I told you it's going to go by fast. Oh, wow. It's over already? That's it. Let's... Oh, this is awesome. Well, thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. I didn't and, get uh... any text from, from, from Luke in there, but, I, but you know, <laughs> honestly, George, listen, it's, this is, I started off telling you it's, it's, it's a special day, uh, and it is yeah. for a couple of reasons in here, but, um, you know, where we started, even, uh, I'd say, um, relative humble beginnings, you know, or where we started as kids and stuff like that, and for all cultures, all people, ethnicities, everything, genders, you know, everything's possible in this world, you know, Absolutely. Uh, uh, I like to believe that we're still, that we still live in the United States of America, but we're just two examples of guys that do something that we love. Uh, I give Bless. you real credit for everything you've done with your family, you know, you've been able to wear multiple hats and things, and I know you're not done, man, and so to see you were there with the P hat, and then the Mesco shirt, and then, who yeah, knows, man, yeah. if we live long enough, five or ten years right. from now, I mean, Who knows? I'll get you in before then. But we'll see what happens. So I can tell you this, man. I love you a lot. I'm really, really yeah. proud of you. Keep up the good Thanks, work. Uh, say hi to Kelly and, and uh, everyone over at Fullerton and everyone that we know. And then uh, we'll keep our eye on you out there on the road, man. Keep you it got up it, there, man. Okay? Good luck to you, too. All right. Thanks, Thanks for bro. inviting me. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. See you, everybody.